Time to talk a little bit of Rangers. Jared Sandler from the Texas Rangers Radio Network joins us. And Jared, appreciate the time as always here on ESPN Central Texas. What is it about four-game series that the Rangers are so good at? It's a great question. I don't know. Uh, I wish I did. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think, like, what consistencies there have been. You know, I think in, in all, all of those series, well, I think all three series, all three of the four game series, there was an extra innings win. So, you know, the Rangers uh, seem to be pretty good in extra innings this year after being pretty poor in them last year. But uh, I, I, I just think that, you know, in that first four game series against Tampa, their starting pitching was really good. And then these last two, the bullpen has been outstanding, but in all three of those series, all 12 of those games, uh, they really did a good job of, of not issuing locks and, uh, I don't want to boil baseball down into something as simple as that, but uh, you know it definitely gives you a chance to be more competitive, and, and they've been really good about that here, you know, this year, but specifically in those series. Hey Jared, you mentioned the bullpen. That's where I wanted to go next. What do you think has made them so successful as of late? Well, I think it's just that. I think it's the the walks. You know, they lead Major League Baseball in walk percentage. Uh, they are uh, among the, the the best in Major League Baseball in first pitch strike percentage, and so. You know, the, the numbers are pretty simple, guys. You know, it's one of the beauties of baseball. is uh, There are stats don't tell the entire story, but uh, you can tie just about anything to stats. And uh, when you get ahead of the count 0-1 versus when you fall behind 1-0, your rate of success as a pitcher is significantly better. And the Rangers are getting ahead 0-1 uh, out of the bullpen as, as much as anyone in Major League Baseball. They they do so more than anyone else than in the American league. And so I think when you look at these arms, you know, you don't have an Araldis Chapman. You don't have a James Karen check. You don't have a, you know, a 2020 Devin Williams or a Josh Hader. You know, you don't have these guys who just blow you away. The closest thing they have to that is Ian Kennedy who has, you know, in, in, you know, in his own right been outstanding, but uh, none of the other guys necessarily fit that profile where it's like they come in and, you're like, oh, well, we're not getting a hit here. You know, I don't think anyone has that fear when Brett Martin comes in or Josh Spores or uh, Joely Rodriguez. But those guys have been outstanding, and they're not they're just not giving the other team freebies. And when you don't have that natural, uh, you know, sexy talent, if you will, uh, you've got to do the little things to give yourself a chance or to be able to put you on on that type of a pedestal. And so, uh, you know, it's been a month and uh, a week or so, but, uh, so far, so good in that regard. And, and I think it just goes to show, you know, the Rangers here recently, in recent years, they've not been a team that has very often won the walks plus minus. You know, they they more often than not, even in some of their best years here over the last decade, issued more walks than they earned. And I think you're, we're starting to see how much of a difference being stingy in the walk department uh, really can make. Jared, Joey Gallo climbs up that all-time home run hit list for the Rangers at 16-time Pete Inconvillia. How has his approach at the plate changed, does it look like, for him this season? And were you a little bit surprised that he caught Pete so quickly? No. You know, I, I got the chance to see Joey in spring training, if anything, I, or uh, in, uh, in the minors when he was coming up. And if anything, I, I would have thought he would have caught him a little sooner. You know, this is a guy that has uh, – you know, multiple 40 home run seasons under his belt, and unfortunately injuries, uh, you know, kept him from uh, maybe doing that again in 2019. Obviously, the shortened season and, and just his uh, lackluster performance of the plate, uh, you know, prevented him from adding to that total last year. Uh, but, you know, he, he's got special power. I mean, it, it really is something to behold. 
Uh, even in a world now where everyone seems to hit 15, 20 home runs a year, if you're an everyday player, uh, you know, he still stands out. And, you know, I think from an approach standpoint, he did mention an emphasis on lowering his launch angle. I think some people took that, you know, to, you know, Joey saying, oh, I just want to hit ground balls. And I don't know that it was that. I just think he wanted to try and avoid the, you know, the, the infield pop-up, you know, which we would see, you know, whether it's the infield pop-up or the short left, short center, short right field pop-up. Uh, and I don't know that that's really changed a whole lot, to be honest with you. I, I think he's remained very disciplined. I think, you know, as far as the change, I do think this last week uh, he has balanced that discipline with a, a tad more aggression. And, you know, I think he's jumped on pitches a little earlier in the count. And uh, I don't know if that's something that specifically has gotten him going and why he's starting to show that power here of late uh, over the last week, or if it's just, uh, you know, him taking advantage of good pitches to hit, whatever the case, uh, he has been a, a lot better this last week. And uh, hopefully that continues because the Joey Gallo we saw in April is not a, a a player with no use, but it's the type of uh, month you'd expect to see from someone uh, who's my size, like five seven, you know, a buck seventy five. Not someone who's a Hulk like Joey Gallo, who's got the <laughs> ability to to just absolutely obliterate a baseball. Jared Willie Calhoun made an interesting comment last night about the the confidence and the chemistry of this team being what helps them get through these tight situations. Do you think that's an accurate statement? That they're confident? Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I hope so. You know, I definitely, we can sit here and say all we want. Uh, this team's not, you know, they're, they're in a rebuild and, and the goal is not the playoffs or whatever, this and that. But, I, you know, I don't want the players to have that mindset. I mean, they're not dumb. These guys understand that, you know, they, whether they read projections or they hear this or that, they know that, you know, they weren't going into the season as a favorite. And, uh, you know, maybe even to a man, if you gave them truth serum, they would know that, uh, yeah, you know, listen, playoffs still probably a long shot, but uh, I sure as heck don't want them going into each game saying, oh, you know, whatever, it's a rebuild. Who cares if we win or lose? And I think to some degree, especially for some of these older guys, and, and Willie, uh, you know, as crazy as it is, is one of the older guys, uh, you know, on the team, <laughs> certainly amongst the position players. Uh, you know, they, I, I think it's easier for a rookie to be a part of a rebuild and just accept it because, you know, their mindset is, hey, I mean, listen, this is my first year. I'm just... I'm trying to like get settled or whatever. And even though Willie Calhoun still has plenty to play for, uh, and it's not like he's like some established vet. Uh, I, I just think that there's a little more of a driving force. Like I'm tired of you know not winning. Let's win. Uh, and uh, you know I, I think they are confident right now, and uh, hopefully that maintains. But uh, you know it, it doesn't change. I think the mindset of the front office and, and the coaching staff and what's most important for this season. But Again, uh, I, I definitely don't want my players, you know, if I'm running a team, to have the mindset of, well, it's a rebuild, so who cares if we lose? You know, I heard someone say a few years ago, we hate using the word rebuild because the word rebuild means permission to lose, and we don't want to develop that culture. So uh, I think the, the biggest takeaway for me out of that is that the Rangers are not promoting that sort of a culture, and it's not infesting the clubhouse because that's one of those things that is really tough to get rid of. Jerry, one of the things that a lot of people were asking coming into this season, well, who's going to be the face of this franchise right now? Are some of those questions being answered in the first couple of months of the season? I, I, I don't. I, I think what we, are, what we are learning is that there are guys who 
are befitting of a lieutenant role, uh, you know, a lieutenant to the face of the franchise. You know, I, I don't think, like, if, if you think of the guys who are performing well, who are under control, uh, who could very well be a part of the next wave of really good teams, Isaiah Kinderfalup and Nick Solak, uh, Jose Trevino, the work he does behind the plate, even if the back of his baseball card isn't going to jump out at you. Uh, I don't know that any of those guys, though, you know, are the, the face of the franchise. You know, that's, uh, you know, I, I think that's something that's reserved for someone of the caliber of a, an Adrian Beltre or a Michael Young or a Josh Hamilton or, you know, guys out there in free agency this offseason, like a Trevor Story or Corey Seager. You know, those guys are faces of a franchise. So I don't think we have that guy yet. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I said this the other day, not – I mean, it would be great if you could build a lineup one through nine of just all-stars. You know, hey, everybody is an all-star. I mean, that'd be awesome, but it's just not realistic. And you need guys who aren't the perennial all-star types to fill out that roster. That way you maintain that level of uh, of, of uh, uh, depth, you know, one through nine. And so while Nick Solak might not be the face of the franchise, if you've got a guy who's hitting, you know, the, an 850 OPS, playing second base well you're sure as heck pumped about it uh you know if isaiah kinder falefa is a, a gold glove defensive player who's you know an, a, an average or an above average offensive player that's a guy who probably plays every day on a a, a playoff team so you've got to fill those spots and i think they're doing a good job of filling those spots but now i think what's next is figuring out internally or externally who those future faces of the franchise are Jared, the last thing I have for you is what's the status of Coeyeri R right now? Yeah, I think he's going to uh, start tomorrow. He threw a bullpen tomorrow's Saturday, right? I lose track of days. I yeah. think it's Saturday. <laughs> yeah, so today's Friday. So I, he's he's on tap to, to start tomorrow. He threw a bullpen, and everything uh, went well after the injection, just to deal with the the bruising uh, of of the finger and the the you know everything's calloused up. So he should be good, and uh, hopefully the results are a lot better. You know, we talked about this with Kohei and, and some of the other pitchers who are either young or new to the majors is that they might have the advantage in round one and round two, but then as the fight goes on uh, and you know, the, the rest of the league gets in a, a sense of how they operate, are they going to be able to figure out how to punch back? And so um, I, I think that we're starting to see that uh, uh, adjustment made against Kohei Arihara. And I'm curious to see how he now adjusts back and hopefully we'll get uh, an insight into that tomorrow. Jared Sandler, Texas Rangers Radio Network, with us here on ESPN Central Texas. Jared, appreciate the time as always. Have fun this weekend. We look forward to hearing you. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks so much for having me on. Have a great weekend. All right, there he goes, Jared Sandler.